Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Turntable Teachers. I'm your host, Mike, and class is officially back in session. And we are here for the second episode in our Graduation 2021 series where we highlight the best music from this past year. And whether you're new to the podcast or returning, it would mean a lot if you smash that subscribe button below, whether that's on YouTube, if you're watching, or if you're you know listening on a podcast streaming service like Apple, Spotify, or SoundCloud, would mean a lot if you could subscribe to us, it really just helps us out. And if you're watching on YouTube or seeing a post on Instagram or TikTok, drop me a comment. Let me know what some of your favorite songs were in 2021. I, I love having these conversations and I, I want mo- as many people to uh, join in as possible. So as I round into the second uh, episode in our graduation 2021 series, the honor roll is already out. Those are the honorable mentions that just missed this list or the top 21 Massachusetts list, which is coming out next. So stay tuned for that. But right now, I'm about to dive into my top 21 songs of 2021. And these, of course, are songs that come from any sort of indie scene, either from America or even internationally. There might be a couple international uh, selections on this list. In addition, as well, any sort of like major mainstream artists uh, are you know eligible to make this list. So nobody from the local lists or any sort of uh, you know any sort of affiliation with Massachusetts will be on this list. We will save that for next and uh, i'm really excited guys to to dive into this this episode um i'm really happy to be back doing these lists again and uh, i'm just going to dive right in here and talk about my number 21 song of 2021 going to take a little bit uh, less time on maybe the first 10 or 11 songs and then really dive a little bit deeper into the top 10 as we get a little a little higher up on the list coming in at number 21 I have Jasmine Sullivan with Pick Up Your Feelings. Don't forget to come and pick up your feelings. Don't leave no pieces. You need to hurt. So my co-host Phoenix Rios and I reviewed her Hotels album at the very beginning of 2021. And on that episode, if anybody remembers, I'll, I'll maybe drop a clip in here. Uh, but I promised or I made a promise or I said this would be a crazy year for music if something from this album did not make one of my lists. Sure enough, here it is, it lands, albeit at number 21, so definitely had a great year of music. But to dive in a little bit more on Pick Up Your Feelings, it's very powerful in the way that Jasmine Sullivan utilizes her voice, really as even an instrument in a lot of ways too, especially on the hook. Really one of my favorite vocal performances of the year, really, of course, one of my favorite R&B songs in general of the year. It's really smooth, it's sexy. I think she's one of these artists that really kind of keeping R&B alive. I feel like R&B is a genre that's kind of dying out slightly, or at least this style of R&B. And like her, artists like her, Lucky Day, um, Jasmine Sullivan, of course, and maybe the also the the next uh, song that is up on the list too is, is also keeping R&B alive. Not to spoil that one or get too ahead of ourselves, but really just wanted to pay homage to Jasmine Sullivan and everything she's doing in the music scene, especially with this Hotels album. It's fantastic. Definitely, guys, make sure you go check it out. Pick Up Your Feelings was my favorite song from the album. A lot of these could have potentially made it, uh, so I would love to hear if you guys had a song that you liked better from this album that you think should be here, but my track is Pick Up Your Feelings. It's just gets me in my feelings so to speak uh when i listen to it i just i love her energy i love her passion and it just is so deserving of a a number 21 spot here perfect way to kick off the top 21 songs of the year coming in at number 20 we have division and ty dolla sign with i believed it featuring mac miller 
believe it. I believe said no matter what I do, you never leave me. Interestingly enough, if you might have missed this, I actually did until like toward the back end of the year. Ty Dolla Sign and Division had a joint album called Cheers to the Best Memories. Pretty solid listen. I would totally give it, give, uh, give it a listen and check it out. But this song came up on my radar over the summertime. And man, was this in heavy rotation throughout the entire rest of the year. It has a very uniquely vintage sounding instrumental. I can't even quite like pick up on what exactly the instruments they're using. There's all these kind of interesting little like siren horns too that come up every so often as well. It's just, it's got a very stripped back, laid back feeling to it. And every artist on this song just does such an amazing job of like capturing the theme and the mood overall of the track. Ty Dolla Sign starts, he has a great hook uh, and his verse is also amazing. He has a kind of almost a, a rap tone in his voice as well. Division slows things down a little bit and then Mac at the very end is just so poetic and driven in his posthumous uh, verse here or maybe he did record it uh, earlier in uh, before he passed. I'm not 100% sure about that. Either way, his verse does fit the aesthetic very nicely. And I thought just overall, it, it really, the song just came together. Songs are really obviously talking a lot about like troubled relationships and rejection and heartbreak. They each kind of have their own sort of stint on the track with the, these themes. So overall, I just really enjoyed this listen. I thought it was a super great, great song. And, you know, R&B, you know, keeping it alive. I think, again, artists like Division and Ty Dolla Sign are doing a phenomenal job of that, especially Division kind of staying more true to the R&B. Uh, scene. I know that Ty Dolla Sign's a bit more in the pop sphere of things and even hip-hop, but I still overall thought this album came, and just the song in general came together really well, coming in at number 20, I Believed It, Division, and Ty Dolla Sign with Mac Miller. At number 19, we have IDK with Red, featuring Westside Gun, MF Doom, and J Electronica. IDK is an artist or hip hop artist, I should say, that I came on to in I think around 2017 when he dropped his album, I Was Very Bad. And on that album, I feel like he did a really nice job of sort of telling his story, especially his background. And ever since I've kind of been infatuated with his sound, um, he has, he at times can be very gritty and hardcore, has, can add some southern elements for sure, much like this track. Then he also has some very poignant moments too, especially on that I Was Very Bad album. He has this new album he dropped this year, You See For Yourself, which again, any hip hop fans out there, I highly encourage you to check this album out if you didn't, if you missed it. Certainly like something on there for everybody. So that's, I think that's kind of the reason why I like IDK as well, where he actually has a nice wide variety and he's very versatile as an artist. But the thing about IDK that I love the most is he's always known for on his albums to have some sort of a posse cut. And this is the one for me that when it came on, I was bobbing my head like crazy to that big timers still fly uh, sample that is used on here, especially on the hook. It's amazing how he flips it. And just the instrumental itself is just so brilliantly catchy in its own like way. IDK and Westside Gun have some amazing bars and vocals on this thing. MF Doom has a really cool bridge. And then J Electronica finishes off the, the track with a really heady verse, uh, you know, questioning the CDC and kind of, you know, kind of doing, having some political jargon in there as well. I really enjoyed this track as a whole, especially the big timer sample. Like that got me from, from the start and I was just playing this nonstop all year long. 
and of course RIP MF Doom and of course RIP Mac how could I forget forgotten about that from the from the last track so but I digress read by IDK certainly worthy of this list huge fan of it definitely check it out at number 18 we have Mike with life got crazy before life got crazy playing up in your bed we was waking up with no cares it feels like maybe we could bring it right so no, this is not me, Mike. This is Mike, period, all lowercase. Um, not to be confused with Mike uppercase, all uppercase, who's a, also a hip-hop artist, but this is actually Mike Stud, uh, for those that haven't really seen his full rebranding of his of himself as an artist. I remember Mike Stud back, you know, when Sammy Adams and even, let's call it like Mac Miller, Asher Roth, were kind of putting out that more like college rap i would call it um and it's really interesting to see some of those artists like how they've sort of just transform like had a, such a nice transformation with their careers and mike stud was somebody i had forgotten about for quite some time up until kind of recently over the last few years as he's dropped more of like this in this really um interesting blend of like indie pop but also with like some hip-hop and he dropped this album called the highs which was a bit of a long-winded listen for sure there were definitely some tracks there that i felt sounded a little bit similar however this album's a phenomenal listen it's just really easy listening as a whole um has such again such a nice tone to it and you know really especially the song life got crazy has a great acoustic guitar i really like his delivery and his kind of the new way that he's rhyming and certainly how he's using the auto tune really on his voice it's not overdone by any means it's really done in a nice tasteful way so i really enjoyed really this song as a whole it came out as a single to the highs uh, supposedly he has an album coming soon called The Lows, so if you want to check out The Highs before that drops, I certainly recommend it. It's a phenomenal listen. And big shout out to Mike. And I'll go into his concert in April at Big Night Live, and I'm really excited for that. So, uh, you know, definitely check this out if you if somehow slipped by you. Coming in at number 18. At number 17, I have Joy Aladokun with her song, Sunday. Sunday. Speaking of concerts, I came on to Joy Oladokun from her opening actually for Dermot Kennedy over the summertime. Uh, my girlfriend Carissa and I, shout out Carissa who's probably listening at some point in time, um, we saw Dermot Kennedy live, Joy opened for, for him and immediately both of us fell in love with her certainly loved this song uh, specifically called Sunday and this is from her album In Defense of My Own Happiness which I really enjoyed there's a song with Marin Morris on there the name of it now is kind of escaping me but so amazing almost made this list uh, but Sunday I just liked so much more for just the overall aesthetic that Joey builds with the song one it's beautifully delivered vocally and I really like the backing vocals that she uses it kind of fleshes out the fullness and gives it with the song a bit of a fullness and she belts out some amazing, amazing vocals at the end of this song with such passion. It's very moving, like it gives me chills every time I listen to it. There's just such an emotion driven with this song. Joy, if you're listening, you've certainly made a massive fan out of me. You are on my radar, and I'm looking forward to seeing what and hearing what you have next. And you are very deserving of a number 17 spot on this list. At number 16, we have TDE's Isaiah Rashad with his song, R.I.P. Young. We work to work, you late to work, I holla in this You know my pride was colder in Chicago in December. So again, speaking of concerts, Isaiah Rashad 
supposed to go to his concert early September. Got canceled because of COVID. Really unfortunate there. Um, and I was upset, but it is what it is. Uh, he still dropped an incredible album this year called The House is Burning, which has, is, I believe, his first album in almost five years or, or something like that. I think his last album was in 2016 with the Sun's tirade. And there were many songs I could have picked from this too. I really liked actually, believe it or not, From the Garden with Lil Uzi Vert from this project. Um, but ultimately I went with R.I.P. Young. I just really like the sort of stripped back uh, Southern trap uh, smooth banger that this song really is. I really love the Project Pat sample that's used on this song. And ultimately, Isaiah Rashad just rides this beat so effortlessly. It's insane. Once you think his flow is like done, he continues it and then catches back up with the beat, especially on the hook. It's like mind-blowing. How the heck did he do that? Uh, I really loved this song so much. It was replayed probably the most from this album, so I had to give it some shine. And yeah, Isaiah Rashad, man. Hopefully we don't have to wait another five years for your next album, but The House is Burning, still in heavy rotation for me. And again, if you guys missed that, definitely check it out. At number 15, we have Aaron Tao with Ain't Over You featuring Haji Gaviota. Man, oh man, the New York indie pop artist Aaron Tao links up with our guy Haji Gaviota for this absolute smash of an indie pop track. It's electric. It's honestly one of the catchiest songs I think I've heard all 2021. I really enjoy especially to the vocal performance that both Haji and Aaron put on this song. I really liked like the warped staticky vocals that are effects that they use on the track and it really pairs nicely with these like slick electric guitar chords but my favorite part of this song has to be the super like psychedelic guitar licks that are on the back end of the hook and add a really cool dimension to the track as a whole it's charismatic it's relatable it's everything you want in just an electric indie pop smash that has a ton of mainstream appeal so again, you, you might have missed this song potentially, but if you did, you have to check this thing out. It is fantastic. Great job, Haji, and great job, Aaron. Can't wait to hear more from you guys this upcoming year. At number 14, we have James Blake with Friends Who Broke My Heart. In the end, it was friends. In the end, it was friends. 2021 album of the exact same name friends who broke my heart really continued james blake's streak of really blending these ambient sort of atmospheric alternative pop sounds and sort of embedding these interesting elements of hip-hop to them as well i just love what he's been able to do with his sound overall this song is definitely one of the more stripped back songs on the entire project and for good reason i love the softness of the vocals and the way he's able to sort of capture the sadness and the disappointment in his tone and the track of course does not really shy away too much from the title it's really more about you know in the end it was friends who could potentially break your heart. The people that are closest to you are often sometimes the ones that are gonna let you down. The reality of his words are kind of depressing, I'm not gonna lie, but there is an element of truth and reality to it that I think is poignant and matters. So I just love that James Blake is continuing to push music that is different, complex, makes you think, but is also relatable in the end. It puts me in sort of a melancholy mood, but I can't get enough of it either way. So hopefully your friends are not breaking your heart, and if, but if they are, this track might be for you, coming in at number 14. At number 13, we have Nas with Death Row East. Let's talk about it. 
we the smartest, not the loudest Came about the project houses Where they resort to violence Hennessy bottles on the curb Little niggas trying to serve Nas has had quite the resurgence over the last few years And I really want to credit Hit Boy for this I mentioned this with the big Sean part That I talked about in uh, the honor roll With What A Life Where how he sort of was able to elevate More of Big Sean's sound I feel very similar with Nas As you guys might know Hit Boy has worked with Nas On his last three projects This being the second one King's Disease 2. And again, this is another album where I could have probably picked a plethora of songs to make this list, but of course I had to make it one song per artist. Otherwise, you know, you'd get an entire list of three artists most likely. So wanted some variety there, of course. But anyways, back to Death Row East. I really enjoyed the production on this song, especially. So big credit again, big credit to Hit Boy. Uh, it's very unique, it's vibrant. It almost sounds like there's a sitar in there or some sort of like instrument like that. I can't quite like put my ear to it, but I really like how Nas is able to work with a beat like this. It doesn't really seem like anything he would ever go over. The beat is unique and has a ton of life to it. However, I'm not gonna discredit Nas at all here because I think he has a lot to do with this. I think his imagery that he uses on the track specifically brings this track even more to life than the, than the actual instrumental does. Nas illustrates very difficult up bringings for himself and some other hip-hop artists on the east and west coast in the 90s and sort of like references the beef that there was between people like death row you know and also tupac with people like notorious big so to speak and Nas also references the moment he flew out to vegas to actually shoot a video with tupac and try to really squash this beef and it's actually at a Nas concert when uh, people found out that Tupac had passed away. There's a really eerie like sample uh, or interlude on the back end of this song that I think is actually stripped from the concert itself and you're hearing like the gasps in the actual audience after one, uh, must be like a PR person for Nas or maybe it's manager or hype man or whoever it is, comes on and announces that Tupac Shakur has passed away. That encompassing kind of makes the whole thing a little bit more eerie and sad to know that like, you know, there was kind of a, a end, end for this beef potentially. And unfortunately Tupac did pass away like before there was a resolution. Either way, I'm just really happy that Nas has returned to form in his older age. You know, you see an artist like Eminem, so to speak, who's still trying to make music and, you know, while he's still, I think, putting out some quality music, I don't think it's quite the, the level that Nas is right now. Uh, so I really just enjoyed this song and the entire King's Disease 2 album. So you guys should go check that out if you have not yet. At number 12, we have Lawrence with False Alarms featuring John Bellion. I'm getting sick and tired of these false alarms. Uh. now realizing that this is really just a list of artists that I've seen in concert at this point, but I've seen both of these artists in concert. Lawrence opened for John Bellion a number of years ago. I believe actually way back when, when the podcast was like in its origins, we did, there's an episode way, way, way long ago where we actually did a show and tell when we used to do those episodes. Hopefully those will come back this year, especially as more shows become readily available. Uh, but we talked a lot about that concert and just the amazing, you know, aspect of the just environment that John Bellion and really to Lawrence were able to convey at that concert. 
But back to the track, False Alarms, it's really some of my favorite instrumentation of the year. It's emphatic, it's grand. The piano blends so nicely with the trumpets and the drums. There's a really cool choir backing with it as well. And vocally, I'm really enamored with Clyde's delivery as well. I'm pretty sure he pitches his vocals much lower for, for this song. I feel like I've heard him sing before and his voice did not sound like this. Grace doesn't really add a ton with the vocals as much. He does a little bit of backing vocals. And just for context, Grace and Clyde are brother and sister, so they make actually make up the band Lawrence or the duo Lawrence. And they've worked closely with John Bellion in the past, but really they saved John Bellion best for last, so to speak, because he drops an incredibly infectious and charismatic verse on the back end of this thing. He's really underrated as a rapper, something I've always loved about John Bellion personally. His punchline delivery on this is absolutely incredible. One of the punchlines I really liked on this, he says something along the lines of like, my fries come with nuggets in my old age as he's like getting older. And so, you know, nuggets in his words and his bars. I don't know, you guys get the point. Check this song out if you haven't. It's You will like fall in love with it as much as I have. I, I wanted to put it higher on the list. It felt like it deserved it. As I was compiling this list, this was a song that actually started an honor roll, believe it or not. And just as I listened to all the songs again, it just I was like, nope, this song's better. It's better than this. It's better than that one. It's better than that one. And eventually landed at number 12. So I love this so much. I hope you do too. Big shout out to John Bellion and Lawrence for this incredible track, False Alarms. And we are almost at the top 10. But first, at number 11, we have The Weeknd with Take My Breath. Take my breath. This is the first single to his now hit album that just dropped, Dawn FM. This song has made a lot of airwaves as a lot of Abel's tracks normally do. It's made its way onto a ton of commercials as of late. At this point, it almost feels like The Weeknd has really perfected that psychedelic 80s synth pop uh, type of style that he's been really going for over the last few years. I think Take My Breath is maybe the pinnacle of that genre at this point. It's glamorous, it's grand, it's cinematic in its delivery, and obviously The Weeknd has a really nice wide range in his vocals as he normally does. Maybe this is recency bias, but I think as a whole, Take My Breath might end up being one of The Weeknd's most successful songs when we look back in you know, 10, 20 years. It's, it's maybe commercially, I'm not gonna sit here and say it's anything better than stuff that he was doing on the trilogy. I think that stuff is timeless in itself, but this might be a song commercially speaking uh, you know, might be the, some one of its one of his maybe hottest and best ever. Is this song my favorite of his? Probably not. Uh, I'm such a huge Weekend fan as it is, so it doesn't. It's all kind of relative. Uh, it maybe isn't my favorite even song from this potential album. However, it was a song in 2021 that I was playing a ton. Uh, I just think there's so much appeal to it, and there's an artistic value to it that it just kind of found its way up this high on the list. So coming in number 11, The Weekend would take my breath. I would anticipate that something from Don FM as well will be on my 2022 list, but for now, let's reach the top 10 of 2021. And at number 10, we have Arlo Parks with Eugene. Australian indie pop artist Arlo Parks had a massive 2021 as she dropped her album Collapsed in Sunbeams, which, by the way, was amazing. Another album I could have had a ton of songs from, Black Dog, Green Eyes, a million songs from, well, not a million, there's probably like 10, but there's a lot of songs from that list, that album that I could have put on this list, excuse me, but ultimately, this is the one that made it, and great 
album name, by the way, Collapsed in Sunbeams. It feels like, you know, I want to like swim in the sun or something like that. The instrumental to this is gorgeous. There's an amazing blend of these somber drum progressions and these really slick acoustic guitar chords and blends. The bass line gives it a really nice foundation aesthetically. And of course, there's this really kind of interesting tropical sounding. I don't, couldn't even tell you what it is, but it gives it just kind of another added dimension. As much as the instrumental has just captivated me in so many ways, it's really the story that Arlo Parks sets up for the listener that I think is by far the best part of this song. Arlo basically presents the listener with this interesting predicament where her best friend is dating this asshole of a guy named Eugene. Ugh. There's a moment on this song too where the friend is addressing Eugene uh, with Arlo and as she's listening to her bitch about Eugene and how much of an asshole that he is, uh, she says at one point, she goes, I can't listen anymore. Like, I will Eugene, like replacing his name with vomit, which has to be like one of the best disses of 2021. He's no good for her. And she thinks she should just dump his ass. And we've all been there, right? We've all had a, we had a friend who's dating somebody. We're like, dude, or, or hun, why the hell are you dating this person? Like, get rid of him. He sucks or get rid of her. She stinks. So obviously, besides the fact that Eugene is a huge asshole, there's kind of an interesting extra layer to this song in particular where, spoiler, she's actually in love with her best friend, and that's the reason why she's so upset. And it's kind of an interesting uh, concept where she's like, you know, we've been friends for so long, and best friends for so long. Should I tell you that I love you? Should I just, you know, maybe keep my, my opinions and my thoughts and feelings to myself? She's really kind of wrestling with it back and forth. Doesn't want to lose her best friend, of course, on either side. Unsure if, like, she reveals her true feelings for her. You know, will she lose her best friend? Or on the flip side, if she just simply tells her that, you know, Eugene's no good for her, will she start to resent her friend too? Not sure. Arlo Parks fell in love with her best friend. I fell in love with this song, Eugene. I hope you guys too go check it out. At number nine, we got Lil Nas X with Sun Goes Down. I wanna run away, I wanna lie, I don't wanna lie. Send me a gun, and I'll see the sun. See, it's interesting. I never thought Lil Nas X would ever sniff a list after I heard Old Town Road years ago. And yeah, I know you're about to say, Mike, it's a classic song already. Like, I get it. I understand completely. But it's just not my cup of tea. Not a song I typically enjoy. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, thankfully, I would have definitely said Lil Nas X was a one-hit wonder. Well, I would have been wrong a lot of times on that because Montero, his new album that he dropped, or not new, but when it dropped in 2021, absolutely phenomenal and I particularly love the concept of this song because he's trying to capture and kind of take us back to moments when he was a young teen or a young kid and really some of the bullying that he was subjected to and some of the insecurities he had about his sexuality and his appearance it leads him to having suicidal thoughts and also just wanting to just run away from his life and like start fresh somewhere else and the only thing he truly finds solace in is music and ironically enough he wants his music he kind of talks about on this song that he wants his music to be greater than himself he wants to be a good role model to his fans he wants to be his true authentic self to his fans and i just appreciate that so much from lil nas x i thought the vulnerability on this song and then of course just the aesthetic and the brilliance of the sound it all just came together so well and it's a song that i just kept replaying again and again and i'm such a huge fan of lil nas x now i think he's somebody that is here to stay i was so wrong about him and I'm, I'm glad that I was. So I think Lil Nas X's performance overall is just stunningly poignant. It's a, such a pure song, has just, again, such a purity to it. Sun Goes Down by Lil Nas X had to make this list. But I didn't think it was better than the number eight track, which is from Core Day, 
and this one is super. Last year I made seven million, didn't have to do a single fucking show. Shout out to my niggas up at Coca-Cola for the check that cut me at the Super Bowl. On my life moments is a Super Bowl. A nigga Dr. Dre, he got a Super So this is his lead single to his album that just dropped from a bird's eye view. And man, oh man, does Corday go off on this song. What a track. It's just a hype song from the start. The lyricism is insane. The flow and rhyme schemes, the switch-ups he does, all of it, it just... Oh, I love it so much. Just effortless. It has this interesting, like, braggadocious feeling to it, but without being, like, super distasteful, which I don't know how he continues, continuously does that, but he just does. The hook is insanely catchy. I love how he says, like, I made seven million last year without doing a single fucking show. Like, good for you, Corday. Keep at it. Keep doing your thing. And some artists could do a song like this and it would be off-putting, but not Corday. Nothing he does, I think, is off-putting. The album, from a bird's eye view, will definitely be some something from it will be on the 2022 list for sure i can only just believe that unless 2022 is one of these amazing you know years in music or things happen to beat it out but either way man i love this song so much and i'm such a huge fan of corday as a whole super coming in at number eight definitely worthy of this spot the number seven track we have here is bryce vine with care it all i hope i'm not crazy Most people probably know Bryce Vine from his La La Land song that he did with YG a couple years ago. That was personally my introduction to him. Sort of similar with Lil Nas X in a sense where I didn't think he was going to be an artist that would be on my radar so much and have some staying power. But Care It All dropped in 2021 and I became just infatuated with it throughout the entire year. It's really smooth and has this kind of carefree attitude and that's kind of the surface of it but below it seems like there's some other things at play potentially there seems to be like a sense of avoidance of his feelings or like finding solace at the bottom of a bottle or like between the sheets with like a random woman just to like prove a point to this ex that he has that he just doesn't care and he's just like whatever with their relationship and, and their breakup like it's not affecting him at all feels like a cover-up to me kind of feels like he's overcompensating with it a bit and he's i don't know if who he's trying to exactly convince is it this woman that he's talking to or is it the audience us or is it himself not sure i feel like it's more the latter than any of the first two but interestingly enough i think that is also the poignancy of this song as a just as a whole there is this again carefree attitude to it like screw you i don't care but again there's a toxicity to like how he's actually avoiding all of these things and again just the aesthetic of the song i really liked i love the back end of the song specifically uh the female vocalist does a really nice job i, I don't know who it is i didn't couldn't find the credit who was credited but um i thought that was really amazing piece to it added like some dimension to the song as a whole the harmonious reverb that bryce and her both have on the back end certainly my highlight here and yeah, Care It All was a song I just played a lot. It was a song that maybe artistically isn't as good as some of the songs that we've heard on this list, but for me, it just get replayed again and again and again. Bryce, if you're listening, keep doing your thing. I'm really enjoying your music right now. I know you don't care, but I care a lot about your music. So great job, man. Number seven, very worthy for Care It All. At number six, we have Brock Hampton with Buzz Cut featuring Danny Brown. Who let the dope boys out? Thank God you let me crash on your couch. Who's my God that I'm praying to now? Early 2000s, they try to jump again. I think now would be a great time for a quick moment of silence for Brock Hampton as they have officially broken up. 
most of you that know me personally or from the podcast know I am a massive Rockhampton fan. They're one of my favorite groups or bands of all time. And if Roadrunner was how they were going to go out, I guess it was a pretty good way. The album was solid. But Buzzcut overall was definitely my favorite song for sure. This felt like it was kind of going back to their roots. It has this like rambunctious energy that you could hear on a lot of like the early All American Trash or early saturations, uh, particularly one and two. Danny Brown's verse following up Kevin Abstract's verse is just insane. I'm a huge fan of Danny Brown as well. I think he is just one of the zaniest, craziest, wackiest sort of artists that we have, and it just fit the aesthetic so perfectly. The outro with Joba and Bareface and Merlin is beautiful and beautifully constructed as a whole. And shout out to Johan Lennox. I know I said that any no Massachusetts artists would be on this list, but Johan actually had a hand in the outro to this track. And I want to give him so much credit because it's maybe my favorite part of the whole song, maybe, maybe outside of Danny Brown's verse. And like I said, if this is the end of Brockhampton, I think they had a great run. All good things must come to an end. I, I can't actually imagine, you know, the fact that they've gone on this long-winded run as they have with so many members. Uh, that has to be difficult. I think a lot of bands and groups eventually do go through this. So, you know, whatever it is, what it is. It's kind of like when Tom Brady left the Patriots, you know what I mean? Like, you just knew it was going to end eventually. It doesn't take the sting away any less, but... You know, still, I, I'm just so happy for the, the catalog and discography that we had from Brockhampton. And this buzz cut track was certainly a stamp for me in terms of, of their discography. So I hope they come back. I hope they have, you know, all the success in the world in their sol solo careers and endeavors outside of Brockhampton. But you will surely be Miss Brockhampton for sure. And you are worthy of this number six spot. So shout out to you guys. Huge fan. And I have been since the beginning. And I wish you nothing all but the best. The top five songs of 2021, we are here. And at number five, we have Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack with Skate. I think I'm not the only one in saying that Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack were the unexpected pairing of 2021 that none of us knew we needed. Their Silk Sonic album was an absolute smash, total hit. I was even looking at their concert. Uh, I think they're playing some shows in Vegas soon. Uh, and I was looking just for, you know, for shits and giggles, looking at some of the prices of the, uh, of the, of the concert. And I just was blown away and, but also like not surprised at all because I'm sure the performance that they, that these two are going to put on is just electric. Obviously leave the door open. The lead single to the Silk Sonic album is, you know, every, the song that everybody knows and what kind of put, uh, you know, us on to this pairing at first. And I was just beyond tempted to put leave the door open here. Almost did. But Skate just does something for me, man. I'm telling you, just from an energy level, it's just, it's mind-blowing to me how much I love this song. It's fun, it's funky, it's groovy, it's like impossible to get out of your head once it sticks. The vocal performance from both of these artists is just out of this world, like the falsettos and the range and the and just how powerful their vocals are. Like, again, I can't believe how harmonious these two are worked together. It's, it's, it's absolutely just breathtakingly stunning. If I don't start hearing skate at weddings, you know, cause I'm like getting at that age now where like my friends are getting married. Like if I don't start hearing skate at weddings, like I'm gonna protest or it's at least gonna be at my wedding. So for like, there's no question about that. Either way, I'll live with it right now at number five. This is Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack with skate. Unbelievably deserving. 
and I'm so excited to see if they come out with some new con new music for us. It would just be uh, this this Silk Sonic album was was just simply not enough. And coming in at number four, we have Ryan Caraveo with Superstar. I am not a superstar. I write songs and pretend you the one with my stupid flaws. I am not a hero. Back to more artists with concerts. Another concert I was trying to go to at the end of 2021 that got canceled. Ryan, if you're listening, please come back to Massachusetts. Uh, I did see you once for uh, your Butterfly Boy tour, so you know, you know, don't come back just for me, obviously. But I was really upset that you know I didn't get to see your North End Sweetheart tour. But hey, life, it is what it is. Certainly for me, it doesn't take away from how much I enjoyed not only this song, but this entire project, this album. If you have not listened to it, it's probably up there on my highest recommendations on this list in terms of like albums to go check out. North End Sweetheart, there's not a single skippable song on that. I could have picked any song from North End Sweetheart. I could have picked Sapphire Skies, Vampire. I mean, the list just, again, goes on and on with how many good songs are on this album. But I ultimately went with Superstar. I think the instrumentation and the mood of this song is really enjoyable. The song is crazy catchy in so many ways, but the best part is by far the lyricism. The song Superstar, I'm actually gonna petition to be called anti-superstar because the entire time it's Ryan Caraveo expressing why he should not be considered a superstar or a role model or really be put on any sort of pedestal. He opens up his mind and his heart on this song, really just like leaves it all on the table, ranging from his insecurities to depression to suicidal thoughts. He even like questions if he's any good as a vocalist too, like he simply says something along the lines of like, he says something along the lines of like, I write these songs but I can barely even sing them. I love his humility where he even talks about how he like almost throws up or gets sick before he goes on and performs from just from the anxiety and the rush of it and I overall just I really want to applaud Ryan here because I think that he's connecting to his audience in a way that not a lot of artists are and you know opening up and being vulnerable and having and talking about himself like this like again I just don't think there's a lot of artists that are doing something like this or at least on this level it's just really inspiring to hear I think North End Sweetheart was like a song, uh, an album, excuse me, for him that was really a breakout uh, for him, so to speak. Butterfly Boy for me was just phenomenal. If you're an old listener of the podcast, you know that Butterfly Boy was my number one album from 2019. And North End Sweetheart would be up there as well with some of my favorite albums of, of 2021. So uh, I just want to continuously support Ryan Caraveo. You should too. Totally check out his his music. If you like indie pop, alternative hip-hop, this would be an album for you for sure. At number three, we have Billie Eilish with Happier Than Ever. You made me hate this city And I don't talk Billie Eilish released her second album, Happier Than Ever, same name, this is the title track. I'm glad that she's happier than ever because I think this is the best song that she's ever put out. This is really a tale of two songs where the first half of the song is very stripped back, very just melancholy. The acoustic ballad that is the first half of the song meets the second half, which is this cathartic pop punk just jam. I think the sudden shift in sound just blows the doors off of the listener. And I think thematically it fits so well with the instrumentation and the build because it seems like, you know, she's talking about 
this person, I think it's like a former lover, or at least it sounds like it to me, who just didn't appreciate her for who she was and like didn't support her in the way that she needed. And she's trying to be like really calm about the whole thing. And then in the second half, she just can't contain the anger that she has anymore and she just lets it all loose. You know, this boyfriend wouldn't give her the time of day. He's never on time. He just, which by the way, if you're dating Billie Eilish, I don't know how it's possible that you wouldn't give her the time of day. Like it should be the opposite. Like she should be, you, you should be fighting for her time, not the opposite. But once again, Billie Eilish's ability to connect, same similar with Ryan, I think, Ryan Caraveo from the last song, where the ability to connect with the audience in such a fashion that you know is authentic and real and just but also artistically driven it's just incredible this is by far i think one of billy eilish's best songs and i i am just floored by her progression as an artist and for her being so young to be so mature as she is it's 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 incredibly impressive so big shout out to billy eilish coming in at number three on this list at number two we have j cole with hunger on hillside featuring boz shit gonna get hard keep your head strong if I quit now, then I'm dead wrong. Fighting off this hunger for hours. Big step, but nigga don't get stepped on. The off-season album by J. Cole, one of the most hyped albums in 2021. I think it lived up to expectations personally. And this Hunger on Hillside track towards the back end of it was just so mind-blowing to me and so incredible where that J. Cole has gone to this level musically. It's, it's just so impressive to me in so many ways. The lyricism to start, it's raw, it's real, it's empowering. J. Cole just gives such an emotionally eloquent delivery. The instrumentation too matches that powerful tone with the violins, it's just so brilliant in the way that J. Cole executes this from a sonic standpoint. The best part of this song to me, I think, is the tone and the mood where, for example, the instrumentation, there's such a brightness to it that, you know, that the tone gives off. However, the mood and how you feel from it, there's like a heaviness and a solemnness to it that really provides such an amazing contrast. J. Cole just talks a lot about, you know, keeping your head strong, moving forward, staying on course, not giving up on yourself or your dreams. It's not anything that he hasn't stated yet, but I think now that he's a little bit older, coming from a more mature place, I think it means a lot more, it's more significant. But the end of this song is maybe my favorite moment that I heard in a song all year, where Boss has this refrain, it's so heavenly, where he says, can't be afraid of sunlight, spotlights when it glows, all the pain you hold makes you worth your weight in gold. There's just such a heavenly glow so to speak, not to use one of his words, but glow to the end of the song with the violins and just the entire aesthetic as a whole. It's uplifting, it's inspiring, it's everything you want in a song. And to me, I think Hunger on Hillside just exemplifies that to the highest degree. J. Cole is a master of his craft and he is still putting out music that the masses can enjoy. I don't even think you need to be a hip hop fan to appreciate this song, it's that good. Amazing job by J. Cole great contribution from boss the production on the song is um, is just breathtakingly gorgeous and it's a song that i will be playing for years to come but we've reached it the number one song no song i heard including hunger on hillside was better than this of course i am talking about jungles keep moving
this song lives up to its name and more. If you listen to this song and you cannot move or you like don't feel a need to just get up and dance, like I don't know who you are, you might not have a pulse. I had no idea who Jungle were. Apparently they're a British electronic duo. I don't even care what type of music you like. Like this is just one of the greatest songs I've heard in years. Again, I just dare you to listen to this song and not smile. Just aesthetically speaking, like the sonic appeal of it, it just, again, it just want, you just want to get up and dance and move and just have fun and have a good time. Very similar to another song on this list when I was talking about weddings with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack Skate. Like, picture this for a moment. Skate and keep moving back to back at a wedding or like a big event where like there's a dance floor. Tell me that the entire place is not going to be shut down and everyone's going to be dancing their asses off. I just can't see it not happening. It's even a bit motivational too in a sense. It's kind of the perfect like, hey, did you just get fucked over by somebody really bad? Come on over and just blow off some steam and just keep moving. Just keep moving forward. I just love the message that they're actually presenting in the song itself. And yet it does it in the most like productive and like positive way possible. The instrumentation, it's vibrant, it's really groovy. The strings and the hook give it this very like old school 70s, 80s vibe, but also there's like a really interesting like modernized like sound to the whole thing as just as a whole. The reverb on the choral sounding vocals is so passionate, energetic. It's just a song that I replay over and over again when I'm in the car or you know, at a, I need to get like hyped up for something or just want to be put in a good mood. There's songs that can be deep and have huge meaning, but like overall, can't we just like agree that music is just meant to be enjoyed? And like in its simplest form, this song is everything that enjoyment in music needs to be. Jungle, I'm a massive fan of you guys. Loving in Stereo was a great project. You guys should check out the entire thing. But if you only have time to hear this song, love it, enjoy it, and as always, keep on moving. And that's it. That's my top 21 songs of 2021. Drop me a comment. Let me know what your favorite songs were this year. Like, what'd you think of this list too? Did you love my list? Were there some things that you would take off or add? You know, I'm always here to have a conversation with you guys. So join on in. Let me know what you thought of the list and what some of your favorite songs were of 2021. We will be back with our third installment of Graduation 2021 with the top Massachusetts songs of 2021. Stay tuned for that coming very soon. And as always, like I said, follow our socials on Instagram, TikTok, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get podcasts. And until next time, thanks for listening. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers. The class is officially dismissed. Turn to the